You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey, Andrea, guess what? What? I'm still riding my bike across the United States. Oh, my God. Are you riding your bike at this very minute? <laughs> no. We, uh, <laughs> we just took a break, and I'm somewhere on the very west edge of Texas. Mm. So we're um, at the time of this recording, we're on day 24 of riding our bikes across the United States, and it has been a blast. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and and I know a lot of our listeners are from all over the country, but I'm hearing that back there in Iowa, it has not been the best of weather. No, it has not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I heard you might have a couple, a little wind there too. So, you know, yes, you win some, you yes. lose some. And I apologize. I am outside right now. So if you hear some wind, sorry, listeners, I uh, <laughs> I don't have much as far as options. I feel like that's kind of a humble brag. I'm outside yeah. on my bike. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's 85 degrees and beautiful. I mean, I'm so sorry. But, but okay, so speaking of beautiful, we are celebrating this week on the podcast, aren't we? That's right. It is our 200th episode. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I can't believe we're here. And also, it feels like our 2000th episode. So it's kind of a duality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're exactly right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like so thankful to have been on so many episodes and I'm also, I think we should really give a shout out to all the listeners. I mean, we're getting thousands and thousands of listens every week and so many people are sending in emails and compliments and questions and I just love it. Absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't do it if it weren't for the listeners. So we love it. And thanks That's to everybody right. who's come up and said hi to us on the road and, um, you know, out at different events because that makes it fun. And can I give a quick shout out? Sure. Okay. So Sharon Cashman, um, who was on the podcast back when we had virtual ragbri, she got on to talk about how she did virtual ragbri. If anybody remembers back in the COVID days, um, she rode with us when we were in Massilia, New Mexico, and she wore her Ragbri jersey. It was so Aww, cool. That is amazing. Hey, Sharon, yeah. shout out. So thank you, Sharon. And she made these really uh, cool collector rocks Ooh. that she drew pictures Ooh. on. So thank you, Sharon. You know they're cool because usually the best souvenirs is our food. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's got to be better than food. You know it's good. So Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So um, let's make this 200th episode amazing, Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that you have a couple of guests that will make this episode amazing. I do. Let me introduce you to our guests. We have with us Courtney Crowder. Hello. No pressure, guys. Yes. And Courtney, you are? <laughs> I'm the Iowa columnist at the Des Moines Register, which means I'm a senior writer here at the Register. Absolutely. Cool. I, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank, I mean, first appearance, longtime listener, first time caller. I know. And much <laughs> overdue. Yes. And we also have Kelsey Kramer. Hello. And Kelsey, what do you do for the register? I am a photojournalist for the register. I've been at the register for 10 years now. So yeah, fantastic. And we are so excited to have you on the podcast for the 200th. Um, I think it's a good time as any to catch up on people we should have had on the podcast a long time ago. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. 
So for sure. So let's get started. I've come up with a couple questions for you and we'll just kind of go from there. So I know you've both been involved with RAGBRAI for some time. Can you tell me a little bit about how, how long and in what capacity? Sure. Um, I have been involved with RAGBRAI for seven years and I've been on five RAGBRAIs. Um, so I started here in January 2015 and RAGBRAI was a selling point for me to move to the register from my hometown of Chicago. Um, and I got to cover it that summer took a break in 16 because we had the caucuses and then have been back every year since. So I guess six, if we include virtual RAGBRAI. And I we think can. we do. I think we do. Yeah. I think we do. Um, so I have experienced like all of the heat, all of the rain, all of the beer, <laughs> all of the pie, all of the fun on uh, five different RAGBRAIs. And we're really excited about what we hope to do this year. Yeah. Yeah. So when, um, so me as a, a writer, when I'm seeing like articles in the paper and photographs, are you guys part of that team or are you guys the ones, you know, writing the articles and such like that? So, yes. I mean, I am photographing the ride. I'm photographing, I photographed pre ride. Um, I've also, I think one of my like bigger, uh, points of participation in RAGRAI has been also producing our sort of live show from the route announcement. That's been a big thing. Um, but I have covered every RAGBRAI that I've been at the register for, except for the first one. So that's like eight, nine RAGBRAIs. Yeah. Well, and well I, I can tell you as somebody who rides RAGBRAI, and even though I'm experiencing it every I absolutely love reading about it as well. And like, you you know, you call home and somebody's all like, oh, I saw in the paper that you guys had, you know, whatever hills or you had a big party last night. And I it's so it's cool. People who don't actually get to do the ride or choose not to do the ride can still be part of it because of you guys. Yeah, I was in the paper once when I was a young teenager. And I think that clipping is still on my mom's fridge. So <laughs> it means a lot. It does. I mean, and being in print means a lot to yeah. people, you know. Oh, for sure. We talk about a lot in our industry, sort of the move away from print. But this is one of those things, along with high school sports, where it's like, you better get that caption's name spelled right, because this is going to be something that people clip and put on their fridge. And it's, yep. so, it's so exciting to be a part of really what the legacy of RAGBRAI is, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're yeah. on the cusp of 50 and the whole reason this started was because two journalists wanted to tell the story of Iowa and chose this as the vehicle to do that. And how exciting, almost 50 years later, to be a part of that and to be continuing that tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think now is a good time for you to spill the beans on one of the reasons <laughs> that you're, you're on the podcast to talk about. Yeah, so we are making a documentary about RAGBRAI. It's like a feature length, like movie length movie about <laughs> RAGBRAI um, in sort of anticipation of the 50th year. So we'll produce it this year so that we can watch it in the 50th year. This, that is so cool. I cannot wait. Whether it is a 30-minute documentary or a five-hour documentary, count me in, and I will probably watch it more than once. Yeah, I know. I was thinking I'll watch it during RAGBRAI and probably when I get home and then in yeah. the winter when I need a cheer up. <laughs> so 
I think everyone's excited about the documentary and what it might be. So that's what we're here to talk about. So let me yeah. let me jump right in. How did you decide to do it? I guess you kind of touched on it a little bit with the 50th coming up, but any more to say about that? I mean, I, so in addition to taking pictures for the register, I also make a lot of video. And so, and like sort of short mini documentary type videos. And for the longest time, I've been looking for an opportunity to do something longer, to do something bigger. And so I've had this idea for a minute. My editors at the register have heard this years ago at this point. Courtney and I have been talking about it for more than a year. Um, and it was finally just sort of like right time, right place to like really pitch this idea um, and get started working on it. Love it. And what will the format be? Or is it going to be like multiple episodes? So we'll have to, you know, you'll leave cliffhangers and we'll have to tune in. Or is it just going to be like a, a feature film that we can go to a theater and watch it? I hope you can go to a theater and watch it, uh, like super ideally. Um, but I think like sort of like an hour, hour and a half long movie. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think what is important about this documentary is that we are really seeking to to follow in John and Don's footsteps and to tell the stories of the people and places that make up this ride that we all love that that has changed our lives in so many ways and so we are not only here to talk about it we are here to hopefully solicit stories from your readers um, people who might have Use drag right to grow, use drag right to overcome, use drag right to meet some kind of personal goal. That's those are the people we want to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Andrea and I both can tell you firsthand, all the people we've interviewed on the Just Go Bike podcast are like teeny snippets of that, you know, whether it's a weight loss journey or a meet up with my family once a year. Like there's so many great, I mean, there are thousands of great stories. So I have so much. I'm, I'm so excited for you guys to reach out and to find those little snippets and turn it into this documentary. And because Andrea and I, I'm, Andrea, I know you will agree with me, but we have had such a good time getting to know people one episode at a time on this podcast. Absolutely. And talking about the history, talking about the history part of it. I mean, I've been looking back for the 50th or in anticipation of the 50th. Some of those stories that are in print or uh, in video are the only ways that people remember some of the stories that happened on the ride. I mean, yeah. they're just the people that were participated in them just aren't around anymore. So it just has really underlined how important it is to get some of this stuff on film, on paper, on audio. So it just makes me yeah. appreciate it all the more. I mean, and, we, talk, and we talk about in journalism being the first draft of history. And often people say that, you know, they're referencing like the civil war, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, or something large, but, but it, this, is the first draft of history of what 50 years of Rag Rai will mean, what it does mean. Yeah, um, yeah. Not only for now, but forever in perpetuity. Yeah. So yeah, wow. we, yeah. we take that super seriously. You yeah. know, what we're doing here is not just to really entertain Kathy Murphy a few <laughs> times. It is really to make sure that this what makes this ride special is memorialized now and forever. Uh, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and if you if you really think about it, um, I don't know if there's if anyone still exists that has done all forty nine ragbries, but the fact that the first ragbri and the fiftieth ragbri have changed so much, yet it's still the exact same event. We go on the west side of the state of Iowa and we ride to the east side. So. 
a, a gazillion things have changed, but the core is still the same. And that's, I don't know, that says a lot about the entity called RAGBRAI. Absolutely. Um, okay, so just switching gears a little bit, do you know what the title of the documentary is going to be yet? Ooh. Not, yet, not yet. I think it's going to be determined by what ends up making it in the documentary. And, you know, we don't we don't really know what that is yet. So, OK, well, I'll take some notes. <laughs> Give some We're open. Yeah. We're open to suggestions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So. All right. So I knew you probably wouldn't have an answer to that. But um, when are you going to film the documentary? I know you know that. I mean, we have already started. Um, we did a little bit of shooting. Was it just last week, two weeks mm-hmm. ago? Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily on the ride. Um, but there'll be some prep work too. So So when you say the ride, do you mean RAGBRAI 49? Yes. So RAGBRAI 49. We are, um, you know, like dreaming big. The main goal is, you know, Courtney and I will be very busy, but we're hoping to get help from, you know, other photographers sort of in our network, in our company who can come in and help us um, so we can have, you know, it'll be more than just the two of us during the week of yeah nice yeah it's gonna be a good year to do the film this kind of thing because we're all back from covid we're gonna be large and in charge i mean it's gonna be a great year and the towns have some really fun plans so i bet you're gonna get some good content it's a it's a year of excitement right i think that you know hopefully everybody in uh just go bike podcast land has been vaccinated uh and continues to get whatever boosters they tell us to but we really are coming out of two of the most difficult years collectively of our life. You know, there are people who lost their jobs. There are people who lost their family members. There are people who themselves are sick and are still dealing with that. And yet the last week of July, every year you can come to Iowa and it's like a Brigadoon has opened. You know, it is about fun. It is about family and it's about growth overcoming and finding yourself yeah yeah for the writers and for the towns as well uh, oh for sure yeah hey so when you think about ragbri i mean it's such a large topic there's so many different avenues to ragbri so have you guys narrowed your focus yet and figuring out what you're going to focus on as you do this documentary I mean, it's going to be really hard. I mean, like an hour, an hour and a half feels like a lot of time, but also not because there's so many things to cover. Um, You know, we're hoping to find good like stories, um, really good people to include. Um, And it's probably not it's probably not going to be enough. Like there will be so much more that we'll have to, you know, leave on the cutting room floor. I think we know that. And it's a mix between those sort of sort of uh, visual interstitials, like, you know, people dancing to Sweet Caroline by a small town Iowa marching band and beer tents, and then stories, and that's really what we hope to get from the Just Go Bike podcast land, stories of people who are overcoming something, you know, like Kathy said, whether it be a weight loss journey, a heart surgery journey, a, a grief journey, um, or, you know, I've written so many stories over the years. One that sticks out in my mind uh, was about a mother and son who had never met and they met for the first time on RAGBRAI. So we want to tell the story of the people and places that make up this thing that we all love and the idea that in seven days across the state of Iowa, you can grow on the back of a bike. You can find yourself in the middle of nowhere. 
I feel like I have done some growing on RAGBRAI, but it's mainly because I got through the personal pain of sitting on a bicycle seat for a whole week. <laughs> so it feels like it fails in comparison to some of these stories. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So before we forget, um, so let's say that there is somebody listening right now that has a really, you know, in their mind, a really epic story. How can they contact or reach out? Like, should they contact the Just Go Bike email or what, what should they do? So I'll give you our email, but if you are in a place where you can't write it down, you can, of course, contact Just Go Bike, and they'll help get it to us. But ragbridedoc at gannett.com, that is ragbri, R-A-G-B-R-A-I-D-O-C at gannett.com, G-A-N-N-E-T-T dot com. And that is the inbox that we will be checking uh, as we keep going on this journey. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be so cool. Okay, so I want to shift the focus just a little bit. I mean, still on RAGBRAI, but obviously on your day-to-day, you cover so much more than cycling. Um, What do you take into consideration when you interview, write about, take photos of, or film RAGBRAI? Do you approach RAGBRAI differently than your other subjects on your day-to-day? Courtney, I feel like your answer to this will be better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The answer is yes and no. Um, I worked multiple ragbrives where I was what we call the ragbri reporter, which is you are dropping in, you're finding the most interesting thing you can find in a town and you're writing it up really quickly. And then I became the Iowa columnist. And for me, that means doing long form deep dive stories that are sort of about ragbri, but really about what makes the world tick. Um, so, you know, for example, I wrote about a man who was biking across America and in Iowa was paralyzed by a, a driver and he came back to do RAGBRAI as kind of a reclam- reclamation of his life, of his journey. You know, I wrote about uh, Team Escape from New York who are 9-11 fire- are firefighters who lost some members of their team on 9-11 and you know, when they come here to RAGBRAI, it's not necessarily to talk about those things, but it is, you know, in some sense. Like, they're having fun and they're drinking beers just like anybody else, but what are you doing in those moments that are really quiet? Um, and oftentimes they're reflecting and or they're finding themselves. So if you dig deep enough into anyone's story, you'll find everyone's story, and that's true on RAGBRAI as well. That's really deep. I'm going to think about that for a minute. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, it's such a, a big ride and it's hard to maybe prepare in a, ahead of time what you're going to be writing about. Um, it's kind of the same deal where we do ask for suggestions for RAGBRAI, yeah. but some of the stories happen on the spot. So, I mean, a great example of happening on the spot is Daniel from last year, um, a child who has brain cancer, who drives. Have you had them on the podcast or should I tell the story no tell the story okay okay Uh, I've had I've had his mom on the podcast oh but you can tell the story okay I'll tell the story anyway so Daniel and I'll start over um you know a great example of that is Daniel uh a child I believe 11 who has brain cancer who really has spent his young life um doing everything he can you know building that bucket list up so that he has experienced what he wants to experience. Uh, he came on Ragbrand. He uses a e-bike, some kind of electrical bike. 
Um, and someone in Ragbrain Nation uh, made fun of him at a stop and really ruined at that moment his experience on Ragbrain. His mom took to Facebook to sort of say, hey, screw you, <laughs> whoever said this. Uh, and then he became a cause celeb for the rest of the ride. I mean, towns would have keep going Daniel signs put up. I'll never forget the entire what felt like the entire Clinton Ragbri team clapped him in to the final dip. Um, and so planning and writing for Ragbri is a hurry up and wait situation. Planning for Ragbri is make a ton of plans and then be willing to throw them out. Um, so we try to go in with some of those stories. So when you fill out that why do you Ragbri, please do it seriously because <laughs> um, we do use that uh, but then we stay open to whatever comes our way which I guess is a lot like Ragbri itself you know what I think you're right about that you gotta just roll with it yeah <laughs> I mean I think taking photos on Ragbri is very much um, you know we we can plan as well we know you know the route we know how to get from town to town but then it's sort of just whatever you find. Um, and somehow we managed to find a lot of really great things. I think photography from Ragbri is always so fun, um, is always uh, really you know colorful. Um, and it, it's an opportunity to photograph a lot of people from a lot of different places. It's one of the few things that we still, that the whole photo staff is involved in. Um, like state wrestling and Ragbri are the only things that the whole photo staff covers anymore. So it's also just really fun to have everybody out and involved in working on it. And I think, you know, Ragbri or anything else, like a good photo is still a good photo. It's about people and emotions and, and action. And so, you know, Ragbri just has so much of that. For me, I think the word colorful really sums it up, both in the writing and the photography, because Ragbri has a lot of colors, and um, people love to see that. I love to see that, so much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask sort of a big, broad question, because I have to. Um, what makes Ragbri so special, and what is the magic of Ragbri? I think... So I was thinking about this today, like preparing to come be on the podcast. And in my, for me and in my experience, you know, when I cover Ragbri, it's such a big thing. It's constantly moving. It takes up so much space. There are so many people. And um, it doesn't matter where I go. I always run into people I know, mm -hmm. either like either, you know, like a reporter or someone on the Ragbri team or just like someone I know that's riding Rag like everywhere I mean I specifically remember I was showing up to cover the ride one morning I drove down from Des Moines like very early and I had you know arrived at the random spot on the route that I chose to start <laughs> taking pictures and I mean not even five minutes in someone rode by and was like hey Kelsey and like I I don't know who that person was but they knew who I was and I'd only been there for five minutes and so I think that's the thing that I love the most about Ragbri and I think that's very you know like very um a very good picture of what Ragbri is is that like there's always and even if you don't actually know someone but like you kind of do like everyone's there for the same thing it's like a very big community and you know it's a very like warm and fuzzy feeling to just be around all of these people with this like shared experience and I think for me it's that shared experience um we live in a time where everything is so complicated you know the world is so complicated we got people slapping people on live tv now <laughs> but Again, the last week of July in Iowa, which some people would call the middle of nowhere, you 
can come and you can find yourself here. And I really like stories that are tear jerkers. I really like to like have my heart ripped out and, you know, be forced to eat it. Um, so I, I keep saying stuff to that end. I mean, Rag Rai is really fun and there's a lot of really silly, funny, colorful stuff. But to me, those people that are seeking something are what's so interesting to me. This is a storyteller's delight. And everybody there has a story. Really, truly, everybody there has a story. Everybody has a reason. Everybody has a why I rag bry. Um, and fishing those out and telling their story to the extent in which you can find yourself in it. I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah. Well, I was just going to add to that. Um, rag bry is so special because it's a time for everyone to simplify their life because they for seven days they really only have a couple things to think about and that is to get to the next town to have the next meal to eat new people oh you just went off into the matrix we'll Murph. Realize. <laughs> you what you went off into the matrix there for a second oh shoot suit okay that was good though um, that was really good <laughs> did you get did you get part of it though? i did yeah i think we're good okay all right then i'll then i'll shut up Oh, Murph. I like how you said think about it. Did I? You did. Okay. Good. You know, and to that point, I think that we're we're about to celebrate 50 years of Ragbri. And we just cannot forget that it started with journalists. That truly, you know, Donald Call and John Karras were writers first, they were ink stained first before they were, you know, hair blown from bicycles. They really thought that this was a way to tell stories. And Rag Rice changed and grown in a lot of ways since then, but that remains the heart of it for me. And I hope that remains the heart of it for so many people who aren't, you know, being interviewed and necessarily writing their story down, but who are just sharing it over a beer in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And that's one of my yeah. favorite things. What's one of the most magical things for me is that I could be literally anywhere and wear my Ragbri shirt and someone comes up and strikes up a conversation about Ragbri with me where I've been, I don't know, Florida. And somebody's like, oh, Ragbri, I love Ragbri. And our, I have a picture of a guy wearing a Ragbri hat in Antarctica. I mean, literally anywhere you could be wearing your Ragbri clothes and someone will have a conversation and have a great story about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I I am literally wearing my rag bride jersey today in the middle of Texas and at a gas station we stopped at an hour ago. Somebody said, oh, I've done that ride before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There's not a lot of events that are like that. It's something that when I am covering rag bride and this happens to me every year, you know, when I think about like this is happening, right, because of two journalists who just wanted to get out into Iowa, wanted to, like, tell these stories about Iowans. Like, I feel emotional covering Ragbri, like, every year. Like, I get there and I'm like, look at this thing. Look how great it is. Look how big and awesome and fun it is. And it is because two journalists were like, we want to get out of the office. It's, like, summer. It's Iowa. It's July. Like, let's just go. And we're still here going out of the office doing this thing yeah love it well i am so looking forward to this documentary and getting to see or hear or whatever or both of people's stories that we don't know yet 
Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right, let's ask. I got yeah. one more question for you. <laughs> sure. All right, guys, I got one more question for you. Um, can you tell us a RAGBRAI story or do you have a favorite RAGBRAI memory? And I know we've kind of gone over some already, but if you've already told us your favorite, can you give us your backup favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Go first. Okay. Um, yeah, I wrote about this one. So if you have uh, read our piece in the register, you've already heard this. But um, I have covered so many interesting stories of triumph and tragedy, of challenge and finding yourself on this ride. But my favorite story uh, is, neither, is none of those. I was in a pass-through town. I'm not going to remember which one. Uh, this was 2015, and the guy who makes the Freedom Rocks was there, and that's why I stopped there to cover the Freedom Rock. Um, and I am a, I'm from the city. I'm a child of numbered blocks. That's just how I roll. I went to college in New York. Um, so these winding country roads and my natural lack of sense of direction do not match. So I was in a Casey's. Uh, I couldn't really get service anyway, but even if I did, the clearest way from pass-through town that I was in to the next pass-through town was the route, was the bike route, which is how, how it is very often people who are driving. Um, and it's a no-no to be on the bike route. And I literally could not find a gas station that had a map. Since when did gas stations stop selling maps? <laughs> they didn't have one. And nobody knew where to get one. And I was almost in tears. And all of these town people, townspeople were trying to explain to me how to get... I'm like, I can't... Thank you so much. But, like, I am not... This is not going to help. Like, I'm going to get lost... Somewhere even further than this, <laughs> literally four people until finally the fourth person was like, hey, let me call Sergeant Smith. Uh, he might be working RAGBRAI, but he might be able to run over. And Sergeant Smith ran over. He had a map. He used a highlighter to show me the routes, that, the roads that I should be taking. And then he gave me his cell phone number in case I got lost. Um, and honestly, it was the most RAGBRAI thing ever. This is about (laughs) this is about family and it's about the goodness of humanity being the story for one week a year. And to me, in that case, he's almost crying, unable to figure out how to get from here to there. It was a nice police officer who gave me a map and gave me his cell phone. Awesome. Okay, so this is just from last year, um, but we... It was, I don't know, maybe the second second day of the ride. We were staying in Lake City. Courtney, you were with me for this. Uh, it was the it was the midpoint town the next day. And so we we got to Lake City and we were checking into this B and B situation and the person who was running the B and B had like just purchased it it was very new and he was telling us like hey I'm not gonna be here in the morning when you check out um you know I have to have to take my cows to Lytton and we're like oh that's fine like we also are going to Lytton like please tell us more about how you're taking your cows there (laughs) um but it was just very funny because I don't think he realized like what we were doing and so when we explained actually I know like we're going to the exact same place as you like we also want to participate in the cows in Lytton like (laughs) that's great um that you know again is just like a very rag like that only happens on RAGBRAI yeah Airbnb cows and (laughs) how to get there yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's a pretty good roundup of everything Mm -hmm. yeah I just the hospitality in both of your stories and the friendliness is just you don't find that a lot of other places, at least not so consistently. So it's so ragbri. 
shout out to all the small town librarians. Um, all of you are seen and appreciated. I swear that is where I meet most people is just like at the library desperately trying to get on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any small town librarian, we are thinking of you and can't wait to see you this. And small town newspapers too. Small town newspapers cover the shit out of Ragbri and we appreciate them for doing that as well. Yes. Awesome. Sure. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today and sharing some of your stories. And we can't wait to see what stories you round up for the documentary and for the ride next year. Yeah. And and, and, and and while we're, you know, while we're still on the air right now, can we invite you back for the 300th episode? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'd love to. I'll be like, have my sensors up and get all the stories from this year. Yeah. No, we'd love to come back. We'll get to talk about how the documentary is done, how it's premiered. It's been so good. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, Perfect. We've been a podcast for about five years now, so we'll probably have you on before the 300, but <laughs> yes. that one too. I, I agree, Andrea. <laughs> and just one more time, real quick, would you please give that email again for if people would like to share stories or ideas for the documentary? Ragbridoc at gannett.com. I'm going to spell it out real quick. R-A-G-B-R-A-I-D-O-C at gannett.com. G-A-N-N-E-T-T.com. And of course, once again, if you're driving, you can always send your uh, contact information to Just Go Bike. They'll make sure to get it over to us. Absolutely. Awesome. And we have our contact information in just a few seconds here, and we'll also put it in the show notes. Guys. Thank you. Thanks, Murph. Appreciate it. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike!